0: welcome to the mr vincent podcast i'm your host emmanuel vincent and we are at the halfway point of the week almost at that finish line also known as friday so whatever you got going on this week finish up strong you got this this episode focuses on week four of the nfl season and the recent COVID 19 outbreaks which nobody should be surprised of Um, Because the simple fact that there was no bubble type infrastructure implemented without that, this was bound to happen, unfortunately. So this podcast, we talk about whether or not the NFL will start to take this matter seriously and if they can even successfully get through the season. Also did recap some games, including the uh, Patriots Chiefs, Chargers Buccaneers and the Falcons and Packers. Oh, we also did touch on um, Bill O'Brien, relieved of his duties as coach GM for the uh, Houston Texans. All that and more. And we can actually get into it right now. Here it is. It's the Mr. Vincent podcast, episode 62. Tap in. We can uh, start right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the biggest topic in the NFL going on is COVID and how they're gonna handle this pandemic and while still electing to pursue with the full season. Mm-hmm. And yet again, we have no more COVID cases being announced. And again it's an important player of the Pats, Stefan Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um now it's it's good to see that Stefan Gilmore and both Cam Newton who tested positive on Saturday, I believe. Um, basically was stressing people to be to take this seriously and please please wear a mask right, but now I ask this question though, will the n f l you think take it seriously now uh
1: i think i think they're i will say they're kind of in between like a rock and a hard place where they wanna make they wanna make the money and the players wanna make the money, so they're doing their best to put put on the season, but none of the logistics really makes sense as it relates to the schedule and what they're going to do if there's a coronavirus outbreak and they didn't really have a plan in mind. Like it, it just seemed like they were going into it with a lot of wishful thinking that if they had all the protocols in place, that they would catch any positive cases before it spread too far. And what we're seeing with the Titans, that's clearly not the case. You know, they had a think as of right now, they have 11 players who have tested positive or are, are on the uh covid reserve list and the titans they, they i guess the stories are they broke protocol last week and they met and practiced on like a high school football field or something and a lot of people are talking about they want the titans to have to forfeit games and stuff like that and even getting getting back to when when like in the beginning of the se- before the season even started kind of in the summer when you and I were talking and I was saying, like, what happens if Patrick Mahomes tests positive? Um, the NFL didn't reschedule the Patriots-Chiefs game, and I don't know if you looked online, but there's a whole bunch of pictures of – of and Steph- and Gilmore, right? Yeah, Gilmore hugging exactly. up Patrick Mahomes right after the game. He played 100% of the defensive snaps and tested positive for COVID. you didn't tell me there's not going to be Chiefs players who are going to – Test positive. Yeah, they tested negative today, but the whole what what people aren't doesn't don't seem to be getting is COVID has an incubation period. You could test negative for several days before you end up testing positive. So for all we know, Patrick Mahomes is going to test positive in maybe a week from now. Who knows? And what is the NFL going to do when you have one of your marquee players? that just has to has to quarantine for two weeks. You're telling me you're just going to keep going business as usual. And that's not even getting into like the human aspect. Like Patrick Mahomes' fiance is like newly pregnant. Like <laughs> that's what could potentially these guys be bringing home to their families. Like it's, it's a mess. I don't, I was definitely on the pessimistic side at the beginning of the season, and seeing how things are going down right now, I it doesn't change my mind at all.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not looking good. Like to for this to for the spread to to stop within the league. And you brought up the point about the Titans breaking protocol. I think I've seen too the the Raiders. Um, some Raiders players had a positive after they held a fundraiser. And a lot of them weren't wearing any masks. And then the league came down on them. Yep. Like them yeah, Darren Wall, that.
1: Darren Wall, I believe, had like a charity event. And there was a bunch of uh, other Raiders players there. Who, and it was a bunch of them without masks. And people there without masks, I believe the league fined them. Um, but uh, I believe one Raiders player tested positive this morning. We have 11 Titans on the list, one Chief, and then three Patriots. Um uh, Cam Newton, Stefan Gilmore, and I am forgetting the other one. It would be oh yeah, it was uh Bill Murray.
0: Mm. So, yeah,
1: yeah, you make you made a, a good point
0: too. Like, how are they going to react when a player of Patrick Mahomes is arguably the most popular player in the league right now? Was was off was not that far removed from being the, on the cover of Madden. Mm-hmm. How are they going to react when he has to if he was to, God forbid? test positive and then had to quarantine for, like, two weeks.
1: Yeah, it's – and, you know, it's like the optics. I mean, he did get hurt last year and he missed a few games and the Chiefs still won the Super Bowl. So devil's advocate, somebody would probably say that. But I think the optics of it being, like, COVID and, you know, God forbid, like, you know, nothing happens to him. But if he tested positive for COVID, he was, like, asymptomatic. It would be, like, a guy who looks mostly healthy – just sitting there because of irresponsibility on the nfl's part making the patriots and chiefs play the game and not really having a plan in place i mean they should have done something yeah
0: i, I was confused at first after when the, when the game got canceled i'm like okay i thought i'm gonna move it like at some point later on in the year but to have it the next day kind of confused me
1: yeah it didn't make any it didn't make any sense a lot of people were saying at the time like how does this make any sense and i believe i think on the nfl network they had a uh, kind of like their head doctor or something like that and then he was saying that like before they were saying there was no possibility of like halting the season but uh, but uh, I guess now that they're seeing like the writing on the wall with all the spread and all these cases starting to pop up i think they've had like 80 83 uh he was talking hmm. about the potential of um but the can the t- the season being temporarily like shut down to deal with like the spread. It just, I don't know. They should have had a better plan in place for, for potential breakouts, maybe put in like two, two floating buys. If that's, if that's the case, but COVID COVID is can completely wreck competitive balance because they changed things. Now they added an extra team to the playoffs and there's only one buy for each conference. Mm-hmm one game can be the difference between a team being a wild card or being, or having a first-round buy. So th- this, is, this is no joke. This is going to have some serious reverberations through the season.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to, and I'm trying to figure out now why, too, when they – I know early – well, before the season started, they said that they were going to, like, stop, like, jersey swaps from happening, which is cool. But then why would you have, like, players, like, you know, congratulating each other after the game? Like in, in close proximity. I think technically, I think too. I
1: believe technically it's a uh, it's a violation of protocol. I, I I think I saw something about that, but I think maybe they'll crack down on it even more. But it's it's football, you know. They're they're you know they're diving in piles, they're tackling each other. You know, we got offensive exactly. linemen, defensive linemen right up on each other, like. Yeah, the, the probably the least of my worries is like Jersey Swats. By that time, like the cake is already baked. Like I, pfft, it seems like it's like it's like fluff, fluff rules mm-hmm. that that completely like go against the logic of what we know about COVID nineteen and how it spreads.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, definitely going to be something to keep an eye on uh, as the season progresses and what's going to happen there. Absolutely, um, but we can get into the game. So first game we can get into, just kind of segues into this. Uh, Chiefs uh, defeat the Patriots 26 to 10. Uh, no cam, obviously, mm-hmm. due to the uh testing positive for COVID 19. Oh man, listen, that slander that Hoyer was facing the whole like first three quarters was hilarious. I, I, I see, I see you taking part of the action. Too. Oh god, he, oh yeah, I was saying
1: he, he's terrible, he is terrible, he's terrible. <laughs> it's He's not even, like, you can't even call Brian Hoyer a game manager. He was, he was literally the problem. Patriots, like, the, the quarterback play is a big reason why the Patriots lost that game. Brian Hoyer, he was, like, he was 15 for 24, 130 yards, one TD, one pick, one lost fumble. He was, like, 5.4 yards per attempt. So, if you, like, looked at, like, if you would give him, like, a grade, he would be, you'd be, like, an F. Because he also took those two sacks in the red zone that were absolutely terrible.
0: Oh, especially the
1: one going into the
0: half, yep. like man, just throw the ball away, don't take that yep. sack. And I and you see, Bill Belichick was livid in the game, absolutely and rightfully, absolutely.
1: And then you know he was missing some easy throws. You know he had Ryan Izzo open for a couple of times where he missed them, and I think he missed Demir Bird a couple of times. Like, ugh, it was frustrating to watch. And then Stidham wasn't any better, really. If Hoyer's like an F, Stidham was a D-minus. He was 5 for thirteen, sixty 60 yards. Oh, I, I gave Hoyer a TD. He didn't have any TDs. He had he only had two turnovers. But Stidham had the one. Yeah,
0: it was Stidham with yeah. the TD to, um, to, 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 to Harry, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, Stidham had the one passing touchdown, but he also had one interception. He was even worse in uh, terms of yards per attempt, like 4.6 yards per attempt. It They were bad. But was that interception
0: really his fault, though?
1: Nah. I mean it, 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 it did hit, hit
0: yeah. Edelman, Edelman. Yes, yes,
1: yes and no. It, but even without the interception, it just neither one of them were any good. Neither one of them mm-hmm. were good. All we got was like when after Brady left, what I initially told you that I thought we would go like 6 and 10 or maybe 7 and 9 at best. That's what I was talking about. Like these this is this is what the offense would have pretty much ended up being and it ain't any good. <laughs> um,
0: well, yeah, but at the same time, you, would, you, didn't, you didn't take it into account. Cam Newton wouldn't be available.
1: Yeah, the, the, yeah. The when I, when I, I'm just talking about in the context of before we signed Cam, this is what I thought uh, we would be, and then we signed Cam, okay. and then my my opinions on things changed. But it's pretty. If if anything, Cam, hopefully, can to God that he's he's also healthy. You should be like grinning like a Cheshire cat right now because when it, when when the off season comes, he can he can ask for all the money he wants from Belichick, I and mean, who knows, Belichick will probably probably pay it because we've always we haven't seen much from Stidham, and we already know Brian Hoyer sucks. Um, <laughs> and you know, but I, but there were some good things to take from from the game as well. A uh, uh, one good sign was. Um, Shaq Mason was out for the game, and we already had David Andrews who's already on IR, and, mm-hmm. you know, they they started um, Michael on Wenu, and he was he still – he had a fantastic game. The Patriots ran the ball really well. They had 35 carries for 185 yards, 5.3 yards per carry. Damian Harris, uh, the running back that was on IR for the first few games of the season, he came off IR Sonny Michelle went back, went on IR, and Damian Harris kind of took his spot as the early down back, and he played well. Seventeen carries, hundred yards. Like that's that's a good a good thing that the Patriots can still run the football well without Cam Newton being there and being that threat to hold the backside or to make the linebackers have to guess. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it was that was good to see that the Patriots can run the football and do really well in the run game I mean, you know the Pats defense also played really well uh, you know they played extremely well right. a lot
0: of i mean i mean there's some positive we, we can take away from this game if you're a Pats
1: yeah,
0: fan. yeah the like this is the third time in, in Mahomes' career that he's been held without a touchdown at halftime and all times have been against exactly. the Pats.
1: you know they played a lot of they played a lot of dime coverage so they would have anywhere from one to two extra defensive backs on the field. They played a lot of coverage, but still they had a they had a pretty good pass rush and uh they kept the Chiefs from running the football really well. Usually usually when you're playing a lot of dime you're daring the other team to run, but the Chiefs didn't even get over 100 yards rushing. They had like 94 yards, like 3.8 yards per carry. They weren't doing much in the run game. So those are those are some good takeaways that you could you could uh pull away for the like the Pats. It w- it's just the damn shame that Cam Newton wasn't available because if he was, we very well might have won that game.
0: Yeah, honestly, we would, and I think that would have been a, a good test for the Pats to really see mm-hmm. where they're at and what they need to like how they re- we need to like improve going yeah. forward. So, a suspect wasn't available mm-hmm. for that game. Um, it, I mean, there's a, a defense was uh, played extremely well. Big play by um by Gilmore to punch the ball. I believe he he made his um, Watson
1: the uh, yep, button. Yep. He you know he punched the ball out and we were able to recover it. You know, and even though the defense played well, they had some they had some plays where it was just like, damn man, like cause Patrick Mahomes, like on paper, he he had good statistics. Like he was nineteen for twenty-nine, two hundred and thirty-six yards, passing, two touchdowns, but the Patriots dropped to an easy interceptions. Um, I think I think sure, I think yes. Devin McCourty dropped one that hit him right in the hands, and then I think j c Jackson missed the other one i 'd have to double check the tape but i and then there was that other one where they got bailed out by the rest, and Bill Belichick um uh, not challenging it where uh, they rolled uh, Patrick Mahomes down by contact, but he definitely wasn 't and he threw the ball right into Shalik Calhoun's hands, and that should have been an interception. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. had two touchdowns, but they were basically, like, glorified run plays to Tyreek Hill. Exactly.
0: Like, one of them with the um, jet sweep to, tar- yeah, to, to Tyreek Tyre Hill.
1: Kale, and then the other one to McCole Hardman. The, honestly, like, the Chiefs got lucky. They they – it is almost like – it was kind of like one of those trap games, even though trap games are usually against, like, bad teams. The Patriots aren't a bad team. Mm-hmm. But they got real lucky with all the the defensive, the drops on the defensive side and Cam Newton not being there. It could have been a very, very different outcome.
0: Exactly. Um yeah, so, I mean, so, so if you're a Patriots fan, you you got to be optimistic going forward, right? As long as you, the, the the
1: core is relatively healthy. Yeah, yeah, as long as everybody stays relatively healthy, the Patriots definitely look like a playoff team to me who can make some noise. We'll see how things progress with Harry's continued development. Julian Edelman got to figure out the, the drops issues and the hands issues he's been having lately. He needs to be a bit more sure-handed. They've got to figure out a way to get those tight ends involved. I mean, I already complained about it last week. Uh, th- I yeah, this, like Izzo, week, uh... this week Izzo got open and Hoyer was just missing him a couple of times on some, like, maybe like critical third downs or second down plays. So we'll see how that goes when Cam gets back under center, provided, you know, he's healthy and all that stuff. But you know, it's. There was some there were some things where you're just like disappointed about the just the overall situation and how things are gonna move forward since Stephon Gilmore is positive for COVID. So we're probably not gonna be seeing him for anywhere for for one to two weeks, depending on how his health looks. And we'll see how what happens with Cam. But at least we got an easier game coming up against against Denver. So hopefully we can figure it out and get and win that. But Hopefully, if we make the playoffs, we can make some noise.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I saw um, I saw an interesting like fact or stat, whatever, on Twitter. I'm not sure if it's if how uh, how um, authentic I should take that uh, that source, but they were saying basically this is the first time I believe since 2002 that the Patriots are two games behind in the AFC East. Like, that's crazy. Like, I can believe it, but it's just still like
1: crazy I, at the I same time. It. I believe it. Josh Allen and the Bills are not playing. No games. That that exactly. guy is a magician. <laughs> a magician.
0: Yeah, man, he's really good at at, at extending plays, and then you, but now adding adding Dick to that mix in offense just opens yeah, up so they, much they're stuff. They're
1: on a whole other level. He's he's made a huge jump from year two to year three. You know, it's 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 wild to see.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's not like really crazy to think about it because like they are definitely like like the criminal of the crop in the division. But she's like, damn, like Patrick's hat was really like holding it down in the (laughs) East for a long time. All right. Yeah, so let's take a quick break and we'll talk some more. All right, now let's resume this pod. NFL week four. All right. I think a lot of people, including myself. I think we owe Tom Brady an apology because he was on fire on he Sunday. He sure was.
1: Afternoon. He sure was. Like, real
0: vintage Brady in his bag. Like, um, I, I was really, really impressed. Um, Buccaneers awfully defeat the um, Chargers 38-31, coming back from a 17-point mm-hmm. deficit. Um, Brady was spectacular with five touchdowns, 30-46, or uh, 369 yards. Mm-hmm. One interception, only blemish on the day, I think, for him. But – what did you think about Brady's performance?
1: It, it was vintage Brady. Like, the, you know, they came back from 17 down to win. You know, that's – a game like that is basically what they got Brady for. Uh, I believe Bruce Arians mm-hmm. after the game was saying last season in situations like that they got their asses kicked. And, <laughs> and yeah, we did say that. you know, that's what they have Brady for. Like, you know, he's the GOAT. He plays, He plays better in must-win situations. He's – he's he's risk averse, but the difference between him and maybe like somebody who just like loves checkdowns like david like 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 Derek Carr or Alex Smith is when Brady needs to make a play, he'll make them. and the one thing that I really like to see you know Brady and Evans Mike Evans that connection it's getting better and better each game you're starting to work on those time on that timing you know Evans. Seven catches, 122 yards, and a touchdown. He had a couple of, uh, he had a couple, he caught a couple of deep passes from Brady. One he definitely pushed off, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is what it is, you know. But he's also kind of emerging as Brady's favorite red zone target as well. In the past several games, he just caught a whole bunch of touchdowns, and, you know, you know Gronk kind of used to be that guy for Brady in New England, but it looks like it's Evans, and. You know, there was that one blemish. Brady had that pick six. I think that's one of, you got to chalk up to the game. You know, the corner the corner of Mike Davis, he, Michael Davis, he sat on it, and he knew it was coming. And the receiver, yep. I, I don't, I'm not sure who the receiver was. I can't remember off the top of my head. But he kind of tipped, tipped it to Michael Davis that he was going into his break. And when Michael Davis saw it, he just broke on the ball. And I think the timing was a little bit off between Brady and the wide receiver. Brady wasn't exactly late; he just threw it. Michael Dav- Michael Davis broke on it, took it back the other way. That's just things that happen sometimes on those on those like those, it was like a twelve yard out route at you know in front of the sticks. It is what it is. But Brady's looked great. He's he's been making great throws. He, he got Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie running back, involved after you know they had to deal with some injuries and drops um from uh from from Ronald Jones you know they did lose OJ Howard for the season that's he tore his Achilles in the game that's that is that is a big loss because out of the three tight ends they have OJ Howard is the one who has like the speed to get vertical up the seam because Gronk Gronk can't do it anymore may I don't I don't know if Maybe that might change. I doubt it. But he just doesn't look explosive anymore. He's more of a blocker and maybe just a big body target in the end zone. And Cameron Brait, that's not really him either. Um, but they will get Godwin back, I believe, next week from his hamstring injury. And he didn't okay. play last week. So they still they still have a plenty of talent around. But um, I'm very excited that Brady is doing well and kind of putting to bed all of the system BS, as I've said before, and I'm looking for that to continue through the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he was really impressive. I mean, I mean, credit the um old line for like doing a good job and keeping him protected and allowing him to have time yeah. to survey his options and his hit, hit targets that he needed to hit, like with well, the Evans. Um, again, impressive too without no good without good win, no Fournette four for that game. Um, yeah, I, I mean. Brady looks great. Forty three years old. I I didn't see this happen. And you see people like like um Max Kellerman is not of even course. gonna take back what he said. He's still trying to ride with ride with that um with that um notion of that course, uh, of he's, he's um, watched. There,
1: they they can never they can never sit there and say I'm sorry or say I was wrong. It takes like something like Really stark, like the whole thing with like the Clippers getting eliminated for for Kellerman to, and, and being completely obvious for Kellerman to be like, all right, I was wrong. He, at the end of the season, he's gonna he's gonna find out real quick that he was completely incorrect. It was, it, the Patriots just didn't have enough around Brady. Brady has taken a step back. He can't he can't uplift. Really, really, really bad players or average players as much as he used to anymore. But you put some talent, talent around him, he can well, get yeah, it but, done. But, That's exactly what he's doing. The Chargers did have some injuries on defense, though. Melvin Ingram didn't play. They've had some injuries in the secondary, but still, the the Bucks played a great game.
0: Yeah, I mean, but the, yeah, that goes that what I was saying, though. I mean, at at, at this point, at this, at this advanced age for football. um, a quarterback it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't have that burden of trying to uplift, like, average, right. mediocre talent. Like, you, you need to have a, an elite an elite arsenal around you at this point. And he does, and he's taking advantage of it. Um, but I feel like that's, that's, like, the case for even most mm-hmm. quarterbacks in the league. So yeah, it's mean, not really a
1: knock on You can really see how good he is when you compare him to, like, Drew Brees, who, even though he had a decent game, he still isn't doing much in terms of air yards. With his throws and then Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis, who he's, he's, I, I, he's not, he's not anywhere near what we're used to seeing from him in the past. Brady, Brady's in a, on another level. He's a different breed, and that guy's a machine because <laughs> I was born to play quarterback.
0: All right. No, no, oh, definitely. Um, and then we could talk about a little bit too about the, the charges, blowing a 17 point lead. Um, maybe it, was, maybe it was a tough game for Herbert, who's been impressive so far. Um Crazy that that's a that's the biggest age difference before between quarterbacks yeah. in history. Yeah, playing against, playing against each other, Herbert. That, that's kind of funny.
1: Herbert got a baby face too. That guy looks like an overgrown child. It's funny, <laughs> but uh yeah, Herbert played a great <laughs> game. Twenty for twenty-five, two hundred ninety yards, three touchdowns, one pick. He averaged he averaged like eleven point six yards per attempt, which is nuts. You. He- uh, I'm, I'm very, very pleased that how he's shown up so far this season, he's done really, really well. I did not see this for him.
0: Yeah. And, and especially, and especially considering the fact that like, this is pretty much on the fly. Like, exactly. I, I expected position.
1: him to sit for a good while, at least maybe if he was going to start, it would be maybe in the second half of the season, but He's hit the ground running, and he's playing really well. They need to – yeah, they just need to let him let him drive the car and get used to things and figure things out so they can develop him even faster. And then another thing that was pretty impressive was he played pretty well, even though the Chargers – they couldn't really run the ball at all. Um, after Austin Eckler got in, injured in the first quarter with, like, a hamstring injury, I don't really know what's going on there. I haven't seen any reports. And they were also missing – Mike Williams, one of their starting wide receivers, and then you're missing the entire starting right side of their offensive line, Uh, Brian Belaga at tackle and Trey Turner at guard. Um, You know, the Chargers, have they've lost three straight, but if I was a Chargers fan, I would be really hopeful for the future because it finally looks like they have their franchise quarterback. The only thing that kind of sucks in the whole um, Justin Herbert ascension thing is... That really sucks for Tyrod Taylor, man. That really does. Like, it wasn't a fair – I I honestly don't think he would have lasted as a starter anyway because there's just – there's things that Justin Herbert can do that Tyrod Taylor just can't do. But – That deep ball that he threw. Yeah, yeah. That was in the first yeah, quarter. Todd Bowles just mm-hmm. pretty much sent an all-out blitz. And he – and um, Herbert bought a little bit of time, stepped back a few yards, and then just – dropped the perfect deep ball to the receiver and stride for the touchdown. It was a beautiful thing to see. And that's what he can give you yeah. that Tyrod Taylor can't. But, you know, for for it to shake out that way, you know, have your lung punctured by the team doctor giving you a painkilling shot and then lose your job. Like, he should file a grievance against against the team as soon as he can because that is, that is some BS, for real. I hate that, friend. That sucks. Oh, absolutely!
0: He should do that. Yep. I, I wouldn't. I would think otherwise.
1: That, to see that
0: that he's not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so overall, I you, like. You like. I like future. their future.
1: It, they do target. have some some things coming up in terms of. I really want to see how they figure out like the cap, but the one good thing is their quarterback is on a rookie deal, so maybe they can figure keeping some people. But I think they just gave Joey Bosa a new deal. They just gave. They just gave Ken Allen a new deal. So I think Mike Williams and Ingram are both coming up on free agency. So I think they're most likely gone and that will be two big blows to their defense. That'll be one big blow to like the defense and the offense, but it's all about quarterback playing. They got him and they got him for cheap. So we'll see how he progresses over this season into year two and subsequent years after that it they have they should be very hopeful for the future they got they got they got what they needed hmm.
0: yeah yeah man Yeah, the, the future looks bright like they they have, they got a gem right now in herbert who's really his balling you talk about the players like they have like boza williams um, Ken allen so right. they, they should be a force to deal with a uh, t- tough competition, I would say. Yeah, for, and it's um, also Kansas just City.
1: completely like I said, it's interesting. You know, both Herbert and Joe Burrow are playing well, but there's another guy <laughs> who uh, hasn't seen the field yet, and that's Tua Tucka Vailoa. So I'd, I'd be interested to see how he does whenever he, he becomes the starter or gets to get mm-hmm. on the field.
0: Yeah, I'm like, Yo, why, why did they play? I'm I, I playing, man. If you think that Holly, of somebody that, that you take,
1: honestly, I, think you play him like I don't right away. blame them. I probably wouldn't play him either. The biggest weakness, I think, the worst unit on on the Miami Dolphins football team is their offensive line, and Tua is just coming off of a really bad hip injury. So it's like, you know, let mm-hmm. him carry the the clipboard, it's, and it's also like a COVID nineteen off season where it's been truncated and all that stuff. Let him carry the clipboard for however long. He can, and unless Ryan Fitzpatrick is really bad and Ryan Fitzpatrick is streaky, let 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 Tua learn and make sure he's like fully healthy before you throw him behind that offensive line and he starts taking hits. Like I'm fine with it; it makes sense.
0: So you're saying that essentially to like protect yeah. their investment, yeah. essentially for the for the yeah, you know, Tua has had a lot of health user.
1: issues; he's had plenty of injuries in yes. college football let let them let them heal up and before you put them behind a bad offensive line they've got plenty of draft capital for like 2021 so you know maybe put them out for like half the season or a quarter of the season or not at all depending on how things look and then put more put some more blocking in front of him for the 2021 season and see how it works hmm.
0: okay I, I never look at it like that, but but that make, that makes sense though, considering this entry right. history that he's coming off. Of. And yeah, you want to like make sure that you know in a more in a more like normal season with the That's right pieces around him, he can flourish. Okay, okay, that make, okay, that makes sense. All right, so we can do one more game. Let's talk about the uh, Monday Night Football game. Uh, Packers defeat the Falcons, thirty to sixteen. Aaron Rodgers made a case for himself to being well again. He's already made a case for himself, but he's showing that he is legit MVP candidate this season. I got him number two right now behind uh, yeah. Russell Wilson. I was impressed, I was impressed by the, impressed by the, by the Packers' um, offense, albeit it was against a, a beat-up Falcons mm-hmm. team and the atrocious Falcons team at that. But I mean, mm-hmm. no Lazard, no Adams, no Lewis. Um, Aaron Rodgers still put up four touchdowns with a 327 yards. Tanya is, is yeah. really impressing yeah. me. you know, week by week. I,
1: I do think. Rodgers does play a role in that, but three touchdowns in that game and also low-key Jamal Williams was like, I don't know, he's a running back, but he was playing like wide receiver and they both had a little bit over 90 yards, you know, no, no, having no Adams there who was, you know, a game day scratch with injury. Alan Lazard is out indefinitely because he just had like core surgery. What 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 can be said about Aaron, what mm-hmm. what can't be said about Aaron Rodgers in terms of his talent? Like the guy is just he's great, um, and I think he was on. Um, oh my god, yeah, the Pat McAfee show. The Pat McAfee show. And he was flexing and <laughs> he deserves it. He, he was basically saying like everyone was talking about how he, how my year last year was a down year, but my down year is like a career year for other people, and it's true. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say like that's actually like not and, a yeah. Not it's a like 4,000 it 4, yards, like 26 touchdowns. Like that's that's good. <laughs> that's so, yeah, it's a 40, poor, That's really good. And <laughs> they the the Packers are top of the a top of the NFC. There's you know the NFC is wide open. So I would say you know it's them, the Seahawks and the Bucks and the Saints. It any of them could potentially come out. But Rodgers Rogers is, is also kind of like Tom Brady in that he's just a different breed and he just gets it done. But I do need to see what happens with him come playoffs because there's just something that happens in these second halves where he just loses these playoff games and um, he ends up letting us down. But so far, so good. But it, you are right when you talk about the secondary for the Falcons was, is bad. Like really bad. And then it was also something I think I played the Lions, and the Lions didn't have their new number one corner, um, Jeff Okuda, um, who they drafted from Ohio State. He's kind of run into situations where the defenses haven't been all that great. So you got to add in that caveat. You know, like the the Falcons decimated by injury. Um, I think both their starting safeties, Ricardo Allen and Keon O'Neill, they were out. And then during the game, they lost two more safeties, uh, Casey and Hawkins. And then their first round corner is still uh, AJ Terrell. He's still on the uh, COVID-19 reserve list. He missed a game last week and then, well, he missed a game two weeks ago and then he missed a game on uh, Monday night against the Packers. So that's definitely something that we have to watch, but the, the offense is no joke. Z'Darrius Smith on the other side, he had three sacks for the game. So, right now, he's tied with Miles Garrett for the league lead with five sacks. So, they're, they're doing really well. They're mm-hmm. doing really well. But, you know, the Falcons, <laughs> they're, they're still – this, they're still, yeah. yeah o- 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 and, and 4 man. Still it's a crazy. Fire if I don't see how Dan Quinn can keep his job past this season. um. Talking last week, I thought there would be more offense for the Falcons. You know, Matt Ryan had kind of like a – he had an eye game. He didn't do much. Uh, 28 for 39, 285 yards. But I think the big thing there was both Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley were hurt, and they played like it. Yeah, yep. yep. Julio, Julio, Julio sat who? out for the second half of the hamstring injury. He yeah,
0: yeah Julio was that out for the in the game as well.
1: And, you know, he's been nursing a hamstring injury since before the season even so we'll see what happens there it's kind of funny julio jones and aj green uh, i think julio jones will come back healthy and be fine but aj green he's looking like he might be past his prime he hasn't he hasn't been a difference maker at all in cincinnati so they were both drafted in the same same year so that's that's an interesting thing to look at but yeah i don't know what's going to happen with the Falcons. todd Gurley. he's He's been all right. He's not a difference maker anymore. He's not a great back anymore. I don't know how that progresses for him, but I mean, he, yeah, he had wasn't impactful. Was but really he did actually touchdowns. So I think that's maybe just a function of the overall offense. <laughs> I just I don't I don't see him as being like the engine for an offense anymore. Or something like an offense is built around. I think I see him as more of a complementary player going forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to get back to, to, get, to get back to the Packers, I feel like um I seen a, I seen like a lot of good things that they were doing with the um with with the motion offense that, that really had like the Falcons off balance, and I feel like they they probably can use a, a lot of that, or at least incorporate some of that once they get like Adam and Lazard back. Um, oh, and in the mix. What do you think about the, that?
1: Schematically, the floor is doing a great job. He's he's making things way easier he for is. Rogers and. Rodgers in his second year is like really responding, so I see those two, those two meshing pretty well going forward for a while. And you know all the Jordan Love stuff. You know people have talked a lot about it. You know maybe it put put a fire under Rodgers that maybe wasn't there for like the past few seasons. But hey, <laughs> it's whatever, whatever they whatever's they got going on over there, it's working. That offense is no joke. You know, we'll we'll see what how how much even how how much better it can be when Adams gets back.
0: Hmm. Do you have Aaron Rodgers as your MVP it's, right it's now? Aaron Rodgers moves
1: to first place Ooh. in the in a NFL MVP race for me because you know the stats the stat their stats are similar. Well, actually, Russell Wilson has has better <laughs> stats overall, but you know both teams are undefeated and but Rodgers is doing more with less right now, so Rodgers is number one for me, Wilson is number two, mm-hmm. and then Josh Allen is number three. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's fair. So yeah. we got Josh Allen over yeah. Mahomes? Yeah. Mahomes is, you know, the the second game against, you know, the game against Baltimore, it was, it was all right. You know, the game was
0: well the games well the games with him with, with with Pat's and the Chargers. He, wasn't, yeah, he really, wasn't he wasn't, yeah, he really wasn't crushing all. it
1: and then we'll Good to enough see what happens doesn't... with some of these other quarterbacks when they play tougher teams. But we just watched Russell Russell Wilson kind of torch the Patriots throwing the football and then we watched them go up against Mahomes and Mahomes didn't do all that great. So, you know, maybe things will change when if if Josh Allen struggles against the Patriots, but Josh Allen has just been magical, <laughs> just magical in Buffalo. He's just making he's making just crazy, crazy plays, and the the Buffalo offense is just firing on all cylinders with what Brian Dable's doing up there. So right now, for me, he's number
0: three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I probably would have. Uh, I'll probably have Russell Stella ahead of Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is like right, right behind him in number two. And I probably still have Mahomes at number three. But I could uh, but I can I can understand yeah. why you would have him play like like Josh Allen did. Considering like his he's played at his peak more right. than Mahomes has played in his peak so far this year. So in that sense, yeah, he would probably I, I I can I can't argue with that. Or I can't like necessarily like knock yeah. anybody but having Josh Allen ahead of Mahomes this is he. All right, so some news to get into. Uh, Bill O'Brien, no longer the mm-hmm. Texans uh, coach and GM. Um, a lot of people think that the writing was on the wall the second that he traded um, Hopkins mm-hmm. and got no first-round pick. Some people think it was after they blew that 24-point lead in the playoffs against the Chiefs. Um, are you shocked that this didn't happen earlier? Or
1: No, not? I'm not. I think it should. It probably should have happened earlier in hindsight, but I also understand why it did. So, Bill O'Brien is a good football coach. He's a very good football coach. He is oh, yeah, a horrible good. GM. Like as a coach, he, he won the AFC South like, like three times. He made the playoffs with Brian Hoyer and Brock Osweiler as like his quarterback. You know, he's had four playoff appearances in five years. You know, they, even though they did lose, they, they had a 24-0 lead over Kent, over the Chiefs in the playoffs last season. So his problem isn't the coaching. It's the, the G, him as a GM and maybe some of his relationship with players. You know, some of the stories were coming out with DeAndre Hopkins and they were also saying that J.J. Watt um, called him out on the, on the practice field before their Steelers game. Um,
0: and yeah, I, I seen that this morning on Twitter. I think along with yeah, the, the defensive yeah, coordinator, and, you know, they Johnny got all you.
1: calling him out on his coaching. That kind of caused a player revolt that might have been kind of like a final straw for things um, before their loss to Minnesota. But as a GM, he's just bad, man. You know, he he th- he's thrown draft picks and cash at issues, and he hasn't solved them. So. A lot of people keep – I don't think – I think the, the, the worst indictment of him as a GM isn't the DeAndre Hopkins trade. I think that's the second worst. I think the worst thing he did was the trade for Laramie Tunsil because he, even though Laramie Tunsil is, like, pretty good, he weighed two firsts and a second rounder to get him, and Deshaun Watson is still running for his life every game and he every gave game. them, you know, their 2020 first round pick. And then right now the Texans are owned for, and they don't have a first round pick or second round pick in the 2021 draft because they gave those to the dolphins for Tunsil, And then on top of that, because Tunsil had crazy leverage, he made Laramie Tunsil the highest paid offensive lineman in football. So that trade is terrible when you just look at it. And he's really bad at getting value because, you know, he traded away Clowney and Hopkins and got second-rounders both times. He didn't even get, get a first-round pick, you know. That that, that That's like you – can't,
0: you can't even, like, justify that, not getting a first-round pick on yeah. b- b- for both of those players. And then, and, you know, and especially in
1: the Hopkins trade, he got the second-round pick, but he also took on David Johnson from the Cardinals who – is way overpaid for what he does David has one hundred and ninety seven yards rushing in four games like it's it's bad it's really bad him as a g like he basically as a gm left he made he made like one one player away decisions and they're not one player away because their offensive line is terrible they need someone to move the chain. Receiver, and they don't have one. The defense isn't doing all that well on like the back end. You know, they gave. I think he's like he's overpaid, guys. He he paid Deshaun Watson above market value, but that he that was fair. But he also over he overpaid Laramie Tunsil and Zach Cunningham, their their linebacker, and just the returns haven't been good, and they don't have any draft capital to address it and they have the highest payroll in, in the NFL this season. It's bad.
0: Yeah, I read it this morning on um, on the Ringer. Um, Kevin Clark on the Ringer. I read his article on, um, you know, the um, Texans elected to move on from O'Brien. Pretty good article. And they were talking about, like, like that and how, like, like you have to – with a player of Watson's caliber, you have to capitalize on him now, like, when he's, like, yep. this good and elite quarterback. Top five quarterback in yeah, really
1: the league. Right? Deshaun Watson should be someone who's like in the MVP race or like talked about with the you know, with the Patrick Mahomes and the Russell Wilsons and the Aaron Rodgers of the world. He he's that talented. But you can't because he's surrounded by a dumpster exactly. He's running he's running around for his life every game. And it's a damn shame. Like it's 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 sad that he's in that kind of situation. I feel bad for him, and I don't know how that could change anytime soon. They need to get they need to figure out getting a GM in there, and they just gotta throw they gotta pull up a Brinks truck outside of Eric enemy's house as soon as the season is over for him to hire him away from the Chiefs because he should be their their first call given. How he's done with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense.
0: I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna be hard for the Texans to like draw like people like people in who are interested in this job. Considering, like you, again, you have all, a, a top five talented quarterback. Like, coach, you know, what coach wouldn't want to take that? True, take true. That, take that, that, challenge?
1: that is definitely like an attractive thing. But again, it's like when you look at like maybe the team around him that. That should, like, give you pause. I don't know. They they have a high payroll, so I don't even know if they have, like, a cap space to go out and get, like, a free agent wide receiver. And they can't draft any because they don't have a first or a second-round pick, so I don't know how that's going to work out. We said don't do it last week, but they should call Antonio Brown. Call him. Screw it. Who yeah, what what, what, I mean, what At this point, it would have hurt you. Oh, what well. do you have to lose. Nothing. It's it's probably like a low risk kind of situation. Sign him to a deal whenever he gets off of the, you know, the commissioner's exempt list or whatever list he might be on because of his off the field issues. Him and Watson. Him and Watson could do good things together. Call him. Get in there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Like Owen, four, four. Like Watson needs some help, man. Um, An article, the article also, the I mentioned it also touched on like you never really know somebody until true the power that they give. That's
1: that's actually, that's oh, actually yeah. one of the real things I've ever heard. Well, you life. know, people people will show so their ass when uh, when you give them like like you know unbridled power like that. You know, being the coach and the GM and you know getting into it with players. Like it's a it's a play as, as coaching. Coaching is. More important in the NFL than any other league, but ultimately, it's player dri- it's player driven, and you need to have a good relationship with those guys, um, especially like if you're not winning. I think like when you comp- I think a lot of people think like, yeah, I don't think Belichick, I don't think players are particularly like Bill Belichick, maybe as like a person, but the one thing that they know is that he will put them in the best position to use their talents and put them in the best position to win. And when you don't have that, and you're also not, you also don't have like good interpersonal relationships with your players. These are the things that can happen.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, everybody can't do, I know he comes from the, he makes some better moves like with his personnel, and the money situation, seeing right. that he comes from the Belichick umbrella, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, everybody can't do, can't be Bill Belichick, be, be a great GM, be a great coach at the same time. So I think that that was probably the, the, like, was probably led to his downfall. The fact that he tried to like balance both powers, he probably should have been the one. Absolutely, the GM definitely. I would say. Absolutely, but you couldn't say he's a good, he's a good coach. I mean, he has, he has like mm-hmm. a, tra- a, a decent track record right in the league. Yep. From a culture standpoint. Oh, man. All right, so we're about to almost coming up to end this pod. Hey, so um, what's some of the things that's on your mind right now going forward with the NFL? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, I can go for it right now. The NFL <laughs> East is yeah. fucking trash. No, 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 seriously. Like, it's really, really bad. I mean, the fact that the Eagles just took uh, control of first place after winning their first game of the season with two losses and a tie, it's an embarrassment. You I saw a stat. I saw a stat the other day saying that um, Odell Beckham are, already has more touchdowns than the entire <laughs> the Giants team. Yeah, yeah.
1: The Giants after the this Giants past are week. really just bad team <laughs> all around. But we kind of already knew that going into the season. They already lost. Yep, they lost well, Saquon. I mean, Saquon, the Saquon season. That that didn't help, help with their offensive line. Was or has been bad for years, and, you know, they've tried to get some guys in there. It just still hasn't shown up on the field just yet. The defense has just lost player after player after player over the years, and they haven't really reloaded. So, you know, we already knew that they were a bad team. Washington, you know, they have some talent on the defensive line, and they also kind of a dumpster, dumpster fire on offense, you no, know, Dwayne Haskins just got benched in favor of Kyle Allen. We'll see what happens with that. Hi, Kyle Allen wasn't a good quarterback when he was in Carolina either. He had a whole bunch of turnover worthy plays, so I don't think i I think they should have just let Dwayne Haskins play and just try to develop him. He's had a raw deal as it comes to you know playing under so many different coaches and never really having a good chance as as a starter to get developed. Um, hopefully, you know, if it doesn't work out and they maybe bring in another quarterback this season, which is likely, um, that we can move on to another situation where maybe he can have a better, like, coaching staff, you know, the Cowboys. Wow. All right. Dak Prescott is on pace to throw for like 6,700 yards passing this year. He's throwing, he's averaging like 422 yards a game passing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but when the defense can't even though he's playing out. at that prof- pro- prolific level, the Cowboys would, they would be they should be on four right now. The only reason they're not on four is because the Falcons misplayed that onside kick. You know, the the Cowboys defense is giving up thirty six point five points per game right now, which is worse than the NFL. You know, they're in the yeah. bottom they're in the bottom quarter of the league in pass defense. They're second worst against the run. They're, like, all-time level bad on defense. Something's got to get figured out. I don't know. I mean, Mike McCarthy supposedly is, like, really, really, like, really supportive of Mike Nolan, who is their defensive coordinator. But they got to – something's got to give because that defense is beyond bad. It's like if you're, you're telling me your offense is, like, pretty explosive, even though you know, they've had some turnovers here and there and some mistakes – but they're still putting up yards and putting up points and you guys can't, can't win any games. The defense got to figure something out.
0: Yeah. But yeah, but will they be able to do I that know. this season? <laughs> Cause, cause I, I think that that's going to take some time. Though, to yeah, that you know, Jalen Smith got a new deal. He hasn't really been
1: doing all that much. Lane Vanderash. I think, I believe he's hurt. I think Sean Lee's hurt. They, you know, they let Byron Jones go in free agency their secondary hasn't hasn't been any good. Earl Thomas is out there and I think he went he had a visit with the Texans but they ended up not getting signed. I think supposedly because the Texans players didn't want him there. I had heard. But hell, you know, he he played he played at Texas like go go get that guy. He was Thomas was an elite safety last year for the Ravens and hopefully getting cut and released, and having some of the embarrassing stories come out about about him has changed his attitude a little bit. So, I would they they maybe maybe getting him in there might help. But that defense is bad, and then the Eagles are just the Eagles. The Eagles are just a bad team, man. <laughs> Carson Wentz has a whole bunch of talent, but he's not playing up to it. Their offensive line, everybody's hurt. You know, wide receivers. You know, Jalen Rager's hurt. Um it's I don't see that changing anytime soon. I don't know what happened to Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox on the defensive line used to be one of the best defensive linemen in football, but he hasn't been playing like it this season. But who knows? <laughs> you could probably go six and ten and win the in win the NFC East right now. That's how bad they are. But the fact that they're going to be able to host a playoff, like some of that
0: division yeah. will host a playoff yeah. game. Yeah. Is like you know, disgusting. but it's always
1: funny. Uh, the I think the last team with the losing record to make the playoffs was the Seahawks. Yeah, when they, when, yeah, they, when they that, beat the Saints down Seattle. Yeah, with that Marshall <laughs> Lynch, Marshall Lynch uh, touchdown hand. run at the end, at the end of the game. So you know, it, it'll 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 probably work itself out one way or the other. It'll it'll be interesting to see, but. Yeah, I <laughs> the Cowboys the Cowboys could be a good team if they could maybe just shave if they could give up maybe like tw- 20 25 points a game as opposed to 36. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they have a, they have a lot of talent
0: on the, on the Yeah, offense. you can't it's not Dak's fault. You lot lot of talent. can't
1: blame Dak. <laughs> That's one thing that you can't do and their offensive line has had injuries and you know some retirement so Zeke hasn't been like the big ass difference maker that he's usually been, but Dax pick it up, picked up the slack just fine, mm-hmm. and he's been throwing for a ton of yardage. They just need to get better on defense so they can win some games.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I know Cowboys is going through a <laughs> I'm 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 gonna leave him alone. Yeah, for, 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 and, for the, um, the time being.
1: <laughs> you know, uh you know, the only other observation that I really had besides you know, I was actually going to talk about the Cowboys, but you know, the, you know, we're at the quarter mark of the season. You know, we uh, we already talked about the NFL MVP race. You know, I have Rogers, Wilson, and Josh Allen, and um, um you know, NF, the NFL rookie of the year on offense right now to me is Joe Burrow. You know, um, you know, even though on on paper Herbert has looked better in his three games of play, uh, Burrow right now is. You know, 65% complete, um, a little bit over 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Herbert's at 72% passing, 931 yards, five TDs, three interceptions. But he's on a better team than Burrow. Burrow's, you know, playing by hand, a terrible offensive line, a bad defense, and, you know, they have let him down a couple of times. I think he's had like three 300-yard games in a row. Finally got his first um, win of the season last week. Um, uh, Burrow has shown me that he's going to be a great quarterback in the future and uh, right now he's the headliner for NFL offensive rookie even though his college teammate Justin Jefferson over at, at Minnesota he's after you know a quiet like first week he's first couple of weeks he's made a lot of noise the past two weeks he's I think he's like eighth in the league in receiving right now you know 16 receptions 348 mm-hmm. yards one touchdown but he's averaging like 21.8 yards per reception, which is fantastic, especially for someone who looked like more of like a, a slot receiver and like a yards after catch kind of guy. He's making big plays for the Vikings, which is good. And then, um, you know, defensive player of the year would definitely be TJ Watt. He has three sacks right now. He's two behind the lead, but he's also only played three games because the uh, Steelers-Titans game got postponed, so they moved up their bye. So he should be back on the field this coming week. And then um, rookie defensive player of the year, probably uh, Julian Blackman. It, it's, it's a toss-up between Julian Blackman, the quarterback from the Colts. The Colts are only giving up 14 points per game, by the way. They're the best defense in... The NFL right now by far. And uh Jeremy Chin, um the safety for the Panthers. He leads all rookies and tackles. And then, you know, NFL comeback player of the year, that's definitely gonna be Cam Newton. <laughs> so those are those are like my headliners at like the quarter mark of the season. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, I I, can't, I
0: I really can't. You make a good case for all those all those players. Yeah, I man, yeah, I think Cam Mike probably will be like the the front uh, yeah. runner for that award for and come and play of the year. Like that, that's gonna be a uh, uh, foregone conclusion that he'll win that award. Um, right, the then, uh, one one final thing done so before far. we
1: go, um, I'll keep. Well, I guess we'll both we'll keep an eye on you know the Patriots situation and the Titans situation right now. Both the Titans aren't allowed in their facility and the Patriots closed down their facility with um, Stephon Gilmore testing positive. You know, we got to keep an eye out for more positive tests. Uh, we got to see how the situation goes with, you know, especially after seeing that Patrick Mahomes was straight up exposed to like COVID, what happens there if they try to make him quarantine? Because, you know, you know, they were saying that Kansas City Chiefs were testing negative through this morning, but the whole point is that They could test negative right now, and then by the end of the week, they could have positive tests. So we'll see how things develop and if the Patriots game next week gets postponed to their bye week or something, and also see what happens with Tennessee if they postpone their game against the Buffalo Bills or they make them forfeit it because they broke protocol and they were practicing at that high school. One of of the players that actually broke protocol – for that little practice was Ryan Tannehill, which is definitely bad. So we'll see how how things work out. But that's definitely something to keep an eye on with the whole COVID uh, positive test situation unfolding.
0: Oh yeah, no, oh yeah, no doubt. We got to keep, keep an eye on, on all those all those things. Hey, Do you see earlier today? Um, I seen as mm-hmm. a post on IG what's well, Illustrated. The governor of Florida is allowing like arenas
1: to, I mean, like uh, status to Absolutely, so absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I mean that's Florida for you. I think, I think from anyway. what I'm hearing, the the Dolphins are not going to be opening up their stadium fully at least this week. I don't know what will happen in subsequent weeks. It would be ridiculous to do it, but we've seen from the top on down that. Certain people just don't give a damn about COVID, so they're just going to keep going out and spreading it everywhere. So it is what it is at this point. I ain't going nowhere, though. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I really hope anybody that I, that I know who's a Florida friend, family, yeah, do it just went down, It went down, you know, completely aside home. from football, it went walk down, down just up, like how
1: go. I told you about with schools opening and colleges coming back. Boston, Boston mm-hmm. is back is in the red now, and they are delaying opening public schools because our positive, yep, our positive uh, COVID nineteen rate is like above four percent now, five percent. So it's exactly what I thought would happen.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I expect it to, to be in a lockdown at some point um, this winter or fall. At least a three to four. I don't months. know if we'll get to How's that point because I, I feel
1: like people have just completely like reached their like wits end with it. But you know, like the full on opening of things just seems like it's just a really dumb idea.
0: Oh absolutely. But I mean I I, I was thinking that for the fact that you wanna you don't want to have this going on with the flu and then hospitals get too over too overpacked um, where people who Facts. need Medical yes. attention can't be serviced. Absolutely. So, well we'll, well, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I mean, we can wrap up, wrap up here. Um, got yeah, And then plan for the. Night. Oh, you told me right now. Yep. Uh, yep. I got go take the yeah. bed, workout. work yep, I got go some. Bed, uh, you know, got got the
1: some, some bench pressing to do. Some triceps to do, and then uh, just go to take a shower, go to bed. I ain't watching the debate. I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> Yeah, man, I
0: missed it this morning, so I might have to work out tomorrow and Friday, tomorrow morning and Friday morning to make up for what
1: I missed <laughs> yeah, uh, this yeah, morning. I was I, I was tired last day off um, from training, um, because I kind of had a little bit of a of a chest strain. So, you know, gonna do like a little bit mm-hmm. of like a rehab workout, and you know, a little bit of cardio, and then I'm gonna go go get to bed. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well. Um, Absolutely.
0: um, Appreciate you again. Yes, sir. So, same time next week. All right, my guy. All right. Thanks to the homie Eves. Thank you to Anchor, and of course, thank you guys for listening. And hey, this podcast is available just about wherever you listen to your podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and some other platforms as well. So. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, make sure you do that. Um, you can also keep up with me on social media, Instagram, Twitter at MrVincent13. And you can also like my Facebook fan page as well, Emmanuel Vincent. Um, so that about um, this is for this pod. Uh, hopefully this weekend I can do actually finally do a podcast on the NBA finals. Um, it looks like it's going to be over on Friday. The Lakers are going to win the chip thank god um yeah so if i can do it on it could possibly be out on saturday most likely it will be if i'm able to do the podcast listen this is a weird time with the nba finals going on with the nfl season so it's kind of conflicting in what i plan to do but it's all good until next time y'all stay blessed stay safe take care